Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by one of the most legendary players in international soccer history. She has three Olympic gold medals, one silver, and the eighth woman in United States history to have two World Cup titles in her resume. Welcome, Christy Pierce-Rampone. Thanks, Sean, for having me. Let's go beyond the mic. In your book, Be All In, Raising Kids for Success in Sports in Life, you start with the concept that it's just a game. Everyone knows that parent who runs their kid into the ground because they didn't meet their expectations. Right. I mean, look, everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to win. That's the goal sometimes when you enter um, a game. But the whole concept of the book is if you are not winning, you're learning, and there's so many life lessons that sports can teach us. And this is where parents can come in and play a good role model in their journey for their kids' sports. Why was this important for you to write, and what was the inspiration for the book? You know, just reflecting back on my youth career into my professional days and coaching, and just kind of taking it all in, realizing that the climate of youth sports has been, I think, too pressure and anxiety ridden for for kids and I just wanted to kind of give the game back to the kids and make parents aware of their emotion and their actions and the why behind they put why they're putting their their child into sport quote your emotions are for the locker room unquote talk about that quote from the book and the importance of body language and watching it by coaches oh body language is is huge I learned that in the latter part of my career and you know building relationships with teammates and you know, if you actually sit back and watch your child or your athlete as, as a coach, body language tells you everything. It's 93% of communication is nonverbal. So it paints the picture for us as parents and coaches on how our athlete and, you know, children are feeling about sports, whether they're lacking confidence or they have, they're dealing with performance anxiety or, you know, they're on the outside of the huddle versus the inside of the huddle, how they're adapting to getting yelled at by a coach or a teammate. Um, so there's so much we can learn from our, the body language. Your book not only tackles the path children need to take for sports to be healthy, but at the same time, the importance of leadership, actual leadership by their parents, not just yelling at them. Yeah, because, you know, if you were, you know, think about it, if you were the athlete competing on the field and you're just hearing so many voices, you have a message from your coach, you have a message from your teammates, you have messages from parents, like, who do you listen to? We're trying to make parents aware of, like, you have to trust the process and you hand your child over to a coach. You know, just respect and trust is guidance in helping your child be successful. And that's a big part of, I think, why emotions get carried away uh, from parents. You say in the book, quote, I became so aware of other people's emotions that I saw my victories as someone else's losses. How do we teach a moment like a win and learn to embrace it? without feeling like you've trampled on someone else. Yeah, I mean, it's that communication with your child about respect. You know, respecting the game is a big piece of it. And understanding, like, obviously it's a process. And I would say you have no idea what the other team is working on. Um, and if you go and just go trample a team, respect that they are still athletes trying to get better and they're working on something and they may not be at the level you're at, but... You know, just respect and trust the effort that they put into the game. How have you dealt with the quarantine to make yourself better during this time? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, you know, obviously for myself, I'm still trying to stay fit so I can be mentally healthy. But as a coach, staying connected with my athletes through Zoom calls and staying connected and, and teaching the game because you obviously can't be on the field and 
know, in a contact situation and competing. So it's still keeping them connected with the game and giving them ideas and suggestions on how to go outside and stay fit and prepared. And, you know, having those conversations of how to prepare for when this does finally open and not getting too negative and changing that inner voice to be positive and look at this opportunity as time to grow and learn and work on their weaknesses and their technique and their skill set. A lot of people in America just love to compete. They want to win, but this is a moment where they can self-reflect and get better internally on the skill set of the game, understanding of the game. So when it does open up, they'll be even better. With my niece heading off to St. Francis University to play women's soccer, I'd love to hear, what do you think the lasting effects of women's soccer are with the COVID-19 delay? Yeah, it's a tough time because a lot of things have been taken away, the structure and the routine and, you know, what we're used to of, of watching women's soccer as well as playing. But again, they have to look at it as a growth period and how I can get better versus going too negative and getting into a, a deep, dark place of um, missing the sport so much. They have to almost look at it as athletes who are injured and away from the game for a long time. It's working on their, themselves and working on how they can, you know, encourage others that are having tough times. You know, I know a lot of my teammates and I and, and ways to self-motivate would be sending photos of a, a thumbs up after a workout to make sure that everybody else was staying motivated when you get that photo and makes you get out there and want to work out yourself. When do you think we'll see the United States women's national team play on the pitch next? Will we have to wait for the Olympics in 2021 or is there a possibility of a friendly soon? Yeah, the hard, tough part about the U.S. team is, you know, any opponent is coming from a different country, you know, and so the travel restrictions are the tough part. You, you know, you may see them getting together for camps and training, but, you know, you're, they're also now competing with the NWSL. They had the Challenge Cup and they did an amazing job professionally, you know, no positive tests. Just shows the commitment and dedication that the women have to the sport. It was fun to watch. It was five weeks. And, you know, they're continuing to, to work, like I said earlier, more on their individual weaknesses in order to get better. So when it does open up and they are in front of the head coach and trying to buy for a spot for the Olympic team. Why should people buy this book? Understanding how to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Her book is Be All In, Raising Kids for Success in Sports and Life. Thank you so much, Christy Pierce-Rampone, for talking with me today. Stay safe. Thank you, Sean, for having me. Appreciate it. Stay safe. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic Shortcut.